0: That we just kind of forget who we are at our core i i love going back to childhood because it helps you remember what it is you just like without being bothered whether someone's gonna think anything of you if you like it or not you know some people were very lucky to be like zero fucks given and just crack on (laughs) and if you if you think about those people they're the people who who really make moves People who don't give a shit, they don't care what people think they're going to crack on with what they think is right or what they enjoy no matter what. And that is a very common trait in amongst people who are successful. So to help people relate to that is like, what was it that you were inspired by as a kid um, that you really just loved and you just dreamed of doing or, or a fantasy that you had? And let's talk about that and let's try and do that now.
1: Hi, I'm Carlos, co-founder of the Happy Startup School, and welcome to our Happy Startup Community Podcast. Along this journey of building the Happy Startup School, I've had the privilege of meeting amazing people from around the world, whether it was across a banqueting table at our summer camp festival, or sat at a beach cafe in Goa during one of our retreats. Each of them had fascinating stories to tell, and interesting ideas to share that have changed how I look at business and life. This podcast is my effort to share these conversations with you and to open up your horizons to new perspectives and ways of viewing the world. I hope they become a source of inspiration, learning, and connection. Enjoy. We hear it said by influencers and Instagrammers, find your passion and make it happen. However, when you identify so closely with the business you want to create, you want to make it perfect, and you fear even more that it will be rejected, and that slows you down. That's because if your work is rejected, doesn't that mean you're rejected? On this episode, I talked to Kim Slade, founder of Unlost and Touch Video Academy. One business is a passion project born from his need for adventure and having awe-inspiring experiences that builds confidence in others. The other business is his pursuit of a market opportunity because of the skills he's acquired and his innate creativity. One is driven by the artist in him, another by the entrepreneur. It's interesting to hear Kim speak about how he's been able to move fast and develop Touch Video Academy, because he was less wedded to the, that idea. He talks about how developing the academy taught him so much more about launching a business, and how he wants to use this learning with Unlost. Listen to his rollercoaster journey of having, losing and regaining his confidence, and how his need to inspire confidence in others underpins all the work he does. Enjoy.
0: Yeah, for the first part of this podcast, we're going to invite you to join us on a mindfulness exercise.
1: <laughs> you have such a meditation on on, on an apt voice.
0: Hmm. If That's your mind perfect. wanders, if your mind wanders, then don't worry. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm just want to go to sleep now. Can you just? Can you just?
0: It's level, all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. What's that? What's that thing You're called? Uh, people horrible. watch it on YouTube. It's like someone's. Um, someone does. They do that like really softly spoken voice. That people. I don't know. I don't know.
1: It sounds like something really freaky. <laughs> I'll
0: find it. Lincoln, I only it
1: know
0: unboxing videos. Unboxing. <laughs> mystery packages.
1: Exactly. Someone with, like, really polished nails opening a box of toys and talking at some really manic speed.
0: It's bonkers what people watch these days, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Or listen to the case, maybe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Podcast crazy.
1: (laughs) So, for the benefit of... Let's get this serious. Come on. We've got listeners we have to look after.
0: Alright. <laughs> you know I, sorry. Just one oh. more unserious thing. Have you seen the film Warriors? The Warriors. You know the classic film The Warriors? It's the one Is that It's like, the one um, with the gang. The gangs in New York. From, oh, from right, no. I don't know that one. Oh, may you have okay. to see that film. It's so good. Okay, well the next part doesn't make it doesn't matter then cuz you won't get the reference, but anyway, carry on. Serious now. <laughs>
1: I was sucked in there. I was waiting for some like either pearl or well, wisdom. Well, basically,
0: basically the mic. It's like when, whenever I'm into a microphone that's in a cradle like this, I feel like the lady on the radio that's like commentating on the warriors' progress on the pirate radio station. The bird and the beat on the street. The warriors have got themselves past the sixth district.
1: I I, I just think of now you you st- sitting in the, like a tower block in some back bedroom doing a pirate radio station now.
0: That's my future, mate.
1: Can you do the voice? It's got to be some like dodgy Cockney accent doing a shout-out to the streets. Oh, have,
0: you seen, have you seen some people just do nothing? Another You no. know that programme? <laughs> is that, oh, is that, is that mate? You ain't nothing. people doing nothing? <laughs> no, it's a programme. You need to watch this shit. This is like 101, popular culture.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not down with the popular culture anymore.
0: I <laughs> don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> I think everyone oh, knows fuck. who you are now. Like a real, real uh, in depth
0: understanding you, of you. The- hang, hang on, can you uh We've got some real clashes going on. Nick's now called me. I'm on the podcast with Carlos, mate. <laughs> Alright, oh, mate. I'll speak to you in a bit. I'll speak to you in a bit. Oh, that can go in. That can, I feel like, That can go in for a moment of light That's in. Okay. Come on, then. Let's get to it.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like uh, amateur hour on uh, Radio Four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let, I think th- so. I think everyone's now heard one side of you. <laughs> the serious side now let's go for the lighthearted side <laughs> why don't you um give people who are listening a um a f- feeling for who you are in terms of yeah what you do who you your name all that stuff pitch it
0: pitch myself okay um so i'm kim and I, um, I do a couple of different things. Uh, I find it hard to answer that question. What do you do? Because I don't know what to, which one to say first. So I've got a couple of businesses. One is uh, smartphone videography training for marketing departments for teams um, where I, I go into organizations and help them make content with only their phones. Um, I got into that through actually through adventures because... I properly, I love adventure. I'm really into adventures. And I started making um, videos using just my phone on adventures because obviously it's small, it's light. um, And I'm also a bit of a minimalist as well. Um, So on the side of the adventures, my other company is Unlost, which is an adventure company. And we create adventures for people that are inspired by childhood moments of joy. Um, And my goal is to create um, the world's most earth-friendly adventure company because I get how travel is really really damaging for the environment but I also understand that through travel and through experiencing those of different things it really makes you a way more conscious person and um, I really believe that connecting to other cultures and other places is really like the future of the human race like to a really deep Level, but anyway, not getting keeping it shallow on my terms. Um, I'm from Brighton, and I've been through a bit of a uh, a process and a journey of of a few years ago, um, promising myself I'd never get a job again, and um, and now I'm here. Probably what was that five, six, maybe seven years ago that was, and now I'm here after a long journey with these two businesses that I currently run. Um, and I also do other things like songwriting and music, um, and, uh, create other immersive creative experiences with, a, a group called, um, we are red stars and we go to festivals and do parties and immersive raves and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so mm-hmm. what I do is quite eclectic, but all, it's all about providing people with experiences or, um. I love giving people confidence. I'm sort of rambling now, so I'll let you ask me another question, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: quite interesting you're talking about, you know, the the, the music side, um, your involvement with the Red Stars. Um, I I get this you know, feeling from you and knowing you for for the, for this length of time, you're you're a creative person at heart, and there, there's and um, so the question is like, would you, would you would you class yourself as a creative entrepreneur and if that was so what does that mean to
0: you um I would class myself as a creative entrepreneur um I've only just started calling myself an entrepreneur because I the word sounds a little bit I don't know it's a bit cringy when I say it but I definitely have no problem of calling myself creative because um everything I do is basically that like I, I I think being creative and and classing as a creative entrepreneur is, for me, it's like creating something new. And that's not always the best route for an entrepreneur in terms of making money in that sense, in that traditional sense of running a business. You know, tried and tested business models that work and finding a a place for them is probably a much better route to money. But being... For me, certainly, and for other people I know, being creative is actually more of the driver and the where the energy comes from, uh, for me, is like bringing something new into the world. And I guess that's what being a creative entrepreneur means to me. And yes, I'm creative because I, I've i got this feeling that like creativity is literally like the human superpower that we have above and beyond any other animal on the planet i mean there are a few animals that you know now can use tools i don't know if you saw uh, the fish in um, in blue planet that was using the, the bit of coral to smash open is you know you basically create using a tool and being more creative but what i mean by that is like thinking of an image in your head or of an idea or having a vision and then making that vision come true for me is like so satisfying um that that is totally what what drives me and gives me energy um and i think that that's like when you know when the machines take over our last remaining thing that we'll have over them is the is that pure creativity right um and so I'm, i i love just exercising that and more often than not it kind of puts me down a path of difficulty because I get really stupid, (laughs) really big visions of doing something so new. And I always end up, you know, when I'm trying to make something happen, it's a lot of the time it's, there's a lot of barriers there because no one's done it before.
1: You took us down this route of um, uh, creativity and what separates us from what they say is, what it does separate us from the animals. And this, there's this thing about um, our ability to imagine things that aren't real, our ability to think about things in the future and have dreams, in terms of really abstract um, visions of what we can create that doesn't exist any at all at the moment. That's the thing that separates us from from animals, and that's why we're able to create things from that that didn't exist in nature. the The other side to that is also we we can create and imagine things that aren't real that also hold us back and that scare us totally Uh, and and i and it links for me to the talk that you gave at summer camp about finding confidence because i feel like our lack of confidence our loss of confidence is to do with our ability to to imagine and create things that not necessarily real i don't know what you you think about that
0: yeah totally it's you know there's a flip side to everything right and the other side of the coin is that that you imagine what if in a bad situation you know like you make oh well i can't do that because or what if this happens what if that happens um and fear is yeah i mean you get you're when you're scared you're imagining something bad happening right so we're totally capable of Of it being the thing the very thing that holds us back um and yeah in that talk i was talking about confidence um and uh i guess a lot of that is like the 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 need for belonging to belonging to, to something um, for most people, that's just belonging to society or belonging to other people. Their friends and people not judging them in a certain way. And for me, when I when my confidence was really low, it was because I had a series of knocks that felt like failure. Um, and at the time, they were failure. But then looking back on it, there's always lessons to to, to learn out of failure. But um, I think it's it's like with every single thing, I guess in life, it's finding that balance between having the having a bit of fear to for to forecast like okay i should prepare for this thing and make myself a you know cautious of certain elements but also having as much optimism as the fear and going yeah i can do this or that could definitely be a thing i could make that happen um so yeah it's like the the creative side we're also i'm I'm definitely as creative with my negative thoughts as I am with my positive thoughts. I think with a lot of people they get <laughs> they'll get like intru- what you call intrusive thoughts and all of a sudden you've daydreamed about something really bad happening you're like you know that's not cool but it, I guess it all comes part and parcel.
1: Yeah. And so given the journey you've been on maybe just talk us through without too many tears along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where it all started um the 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 highs and the lows and what that was like and and what that meant to you uh and and also how essentially i'm curious about how touch well curious to share how touch video academy came out of this journey
0: um so my entrepreneurial journey, I guess. I'm not like one of these people who, you know, was selling football stickers at school or whatever. Um, I was just one of these people being really mischievous <laughs> and also just trying lots of things. And I've always been someone who's just into loads of different stuff. So I spent most of my life just tr- just experiencing stuff, um, having just normal odd jobs, going through various different You know for everything from working at tesco's to building sites to um then started to work with um as a guitar and guitar tech and roadie for bands on on tour and then i just did a lot of traveling and on experiencing the world through traveling um really opened my eyes massively and helped me grow as a person and what it made me realize is um on the last big traveling trip i did um, I, I quit before we did that I quit my job I finally got like a job that felt like a career and like a really good career path I was working for a marketing agency and it you know I've got promoted a couple of times really quickly I was doing really well and I was just it just wasn't for me I just felt deeply that this wasn't my where I should my course in life and I couldn't explain it when traveling again and, um, and promised myself or promised my wife, much to her horror, on the beach on an island, um, in Indonesia that I was never going to get a job again. And, um, didn't know, you know, what I was going to do, but knew that I had to sort of like forge my own path a bit and figure it out for myself. So got home and had loads of different business ideas and run them past a few friends. And then, um, someone who was involved with who'd just actually done a talk at uh, happy Startup summer camp previously uh jack hubbard um was like listening to my business ideas and was like that none of those sound like they're really getting you excited what you did get excited about was telling me about your adventures and traveling and so I do something to do with that and i at the time i'd kind of like had no apart from it's from traveling itself, which I didn't realize how much was an asset at the time of those experiences, I just thought, well, this is really difficult. You know, how am I going to start an adventure company or travel company? I'm not a guide. I have no experience in the travel industry. I have no traditional experience in this thing that I want to do. But me and a friend, Jake, we went for it anyway and um, started an adventure company. And we started taking people on adventures and the satisfaction from, not only doing the adventures themselves, but the confidence that it gave people once they'd been through the adventures and the changes that you could see it making in them was like amazing. Um, But then after a couple of years, um, partly because we'd never run a business before at all and had no idea and was just like, you know, every trip we did, we spent all the money, we didn't make any money. It started to become difficult between me and Jake and we just didn't didn't agree with direction of the, the business. And then I had a, you know, a personal tragedy in the family, which was a uh, a massive shock. And as you said, without going into too many details about that, it, it hugely knocked my confidence and I felt like I'd let down, you know, my wife like my wife and basically i felt like i'd let down everyone around me i felt like i'd been talking about all these big things we were going to do and none of them happened and at the same time falling out with you know my best friend um about the business and it just everything came crumbling down and i went from a very confident person to a to just like an empty shell and um and i guess after a while of you know I, i got luckily I'm I'm self-reflective enough and I had uh, enough people around me to tell me to get some help and I got some help and it, and it did really help as in I, I got some counselling and I, I got to speak to someone who was totally impartial and I just got to offload basically and over time it really helped and but I still needed I needed to earn um, still lived in life i wasn't you know i still had a flat i was allowed to pay some pay rent and everything else so i needed to do something um and actually through those adventures as i mentioned i think earlier i um i ended up being able to 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 film really nice footage on my phone because i just kind of got into it and as i say i'm a creative person quite visual person and people started to ask me how how i did that um so I thought I still, you know, I held, still held strong about not getting a job. I mean, I was looking for jobs every day, but I just didn't apply because it was just hanging in there by a thread. And I, I decided to start something new that was just something that I could do. And I, I realized that there was a need because people were, ask, were asking for it. Um, and I stuck up a, a workshop. Actually, before that, actually, I've got to give a mention to our friend John Barnes, who was the first person who said, no, come and teach me how to do this thing because I need it and I'll give you some money for it. And he really um, gave me a prod in the right direction. And then I realized what I did with him was really helpful. So I I put up a workshop and um, like literally just did it really quickly, like an hour to put up an Eventbrite page um, and people came to the workshop. They found it valuable. And so it just started me on this journey of this new uh, direction of like creating helping people create videos on on their phones um and it comes hand in hand it comes it comes at a really good timing really where obviously video content's more uh, growing in popularity even more um it, the technology on your phones is growing to be able to record like incredible some incredible footage just on what's in your pocket um and yeah and it so it just felt like a good a good fit so I you know, over the last couple of years, I've grown Touch Video Academy to be my full-time thing and to be, a, you know, have massive potential to it, for it to grow even further. Um, but that need for adventure and that dream uh, business of, of doing what is my number one passion, I would say, um, is still there, which is why after Touch Video Academy got going a bit more, uh, and felt a little bit more stable i've started again with the adventure company and it's now called Unlost Co. and um and I'm, and our first trip is in january and we've just got a full group so um that's where i'm at at the moment really
1: <laughs> that's brilliant so there's there's a couple of things that I'm, I'm really curious about there i think a couple there's something something specific about uh, that hopefully people will, will gain from your how you started touch with your academy it's like it, it started really small it sounded like it started like first it start helping one person and helping a group of people and it wasn't you know trying to do too much planning and what people sometimes get obsessed with with business planning even to the level of trying to build a, a canvas and 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 get clear about this whole business model it, it felt very creative and instinctive and also a little bit scary yeah,
0: well actually it felt it felt the opposite of scary because it was something that i was doing like we've touched video academy it it felt like i couldn't i didn't have much to lose with it right um with the dream business with like the adventure company it took me you know i've agonized over every bit with unknown epic what we were called before and it, and it, it took a lot of emotion and there was a lot of perfectionism going on and there was a lot of on my part there was a lot of like you know, stalling things because um, much to Jake's despair because I was being, because it felt so close to my heart. Whereas because Touch Video, I guess, was like, okay, well, uh, people need this and I've got it to offer. It it felt very clear and it felt very, I felt able to do it, it, it quicker. And that's a really massive, the biggest lesson I've probably learned in, I guess, business and starting a business is that, um. You know, everybody says, "Oh, just start. Just do something small." But it can be hard when you're when you have when you're starting your first business because it's you. It, you feel so personal, and it's such a reflection of you that you you know you kind of don't want to put anything out too early. You want to make it right, and all of that. But what I've actually taken the lesson, that lesson from Touch Video Academy of doing small things quicker and not being perfectionist on it, into now into, you know, putting it into my those ideas into my next to to Unlost Co, um, because like with with unknown epic the things we planned were huge like really big huge projects like world first projects that were you know as i mentioned earlier about the creativity thing they were like really different really difficult logistically to do um but actually the approach that i'm now taking with unlost code is to like scale back at first have the big vision but just do the things that are like you can do now easily um because they are the things that will help you learn or help you build your platform of confidence to do the next thing that's a little bit bigger. And as long as you keep going towards the big goal, there's then no shame in doing things that are tiny, like just going camping with a mate. Like that still feels like progress towards the big dream, right? So with Touch Video Academy, it was a case of give myself an hour, put up a a workshop page on Eventbrite and literally put a timer on and just make sure it happens. Um, and just did it and then when it came mm-hmm. to like oh I could start teaching companies this it was like well no company's gonna if I haven't got a website it doesn't seem like I'm that serious about it so it was like oh I need to make a website quick right I've got one day Squarespace that's quick uh, make a website um, whereas with when I made the website for Unknown Epic it took about a month of just agonizing over it and, and it, looked, it looked awesome <laughs> <laughs> but It wasn't there for a month and no one could look at it so it didn't really help that it looked awesome it was looked awesome in secret so um with video academy i just made it as simple as possible and that's also what i teach people with the videos like it's not all about creating this massive production it's like actually just get your message across in a way that is comfortable for people to see it and even if that's a 10 second clip of you saying here this is what i feel like today boom you know, and if people can see it and hear it nicely, then that's cool. So, yeah, it's it, that lesson of just doing what you what's in reach now easily. If you do what's in reach now, it makes other things more in reach later.
1: Mm. I'm hearing there's this kind of interesting, I'm going to say balance, but maybe you can tell me if there's also a tension between the passion and the pragmatism, you know, moving forward, doing what all the books tell you in in the lean startup kind of way of doing things. But what I hear from your story is there's the real experience of it as well when it's something that you're really passionate about and how that – you can't necessarily do what the book says all no. the time. No,
0: um, and I think that was part of the failure of um, Unknown Epic. It was that we were, like, looking towards, like – you know, people we knew who had started businesses or other the way that you do it, right? And it was like, well, our business was so different that there is no way that you do it. Um, I think with um, with something more to, to like a, a business that's already been made before, like you know, there are business models that exist. And I would say, make those shortcuts if you can. Like, if you are a if you are doing something that's been done before, find out from those people who've done it how they did it. Like. Don't try and reinvent the wheel there, um, and that's what I'm trying to do as well with Touch Video Academy. It's like I'm trying to find the right mentor. By the way, if there are any mentors out there who have, <laughs> who have uh, you know started and scaled a training business in the sense that I'm doing it, um, you know. Tr- for, for companies, it's like I'm trying to find. Okay, so people have done this before, right? So I want to be able to find the shortcuts that are available. But if you're working on something that is a bit new and is a bit creative, then it's it's all creative. You, you know, it's quite hard. Like where I'm looking at models that exist for travel companies, for example, I don't want to follow the model of a traditional travel company because. I feel like that's not what the world needs and it's not what I want to give. You know, I want to make a travel company that's focused on the impact that the experience has on people Is has a far greater net positive impact than the carbon that it emits from actually doing the trip. So it makes the, the trips actually really worthwhile because everybody goes home and make changes in their lives to, you know, make a bigger positive impact than the negative to cause by the flight. Say, So it, it, when you're doing something creative mm. and close to your heart, then it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, to do things in the traditional sense, but there is a, um, I'm trying to think back to what your, your original question was because I've kind of got lost in my own flow. Uh, I
1: think so. there's a, there's a... Yeah, what I heard you talking about there was uh, you talked about purpose there because I heard this underlying purpose behind it that people who go on these trips, yes, they'll experience a the great adventure, but what they'll do is they'll come back and be inspired to make other changes in their lives. So there's a there's a real impact that you're trying to give people beyond just the trip, and um, and so that for me is and you said it in the words you said is like I've, I I want to give this to people. There's something I need to give. So there's something that's driven internally, and it's coming from the inside out. And it's an idea that I've been playing with that, that triggers some people of the artist versus the entrepreneur. And the reason I, I found I really wanted to talk to you, because I, I feel that you're, you've got two businesses coming at it from two different ends of the spectrum. You've got Unlost, which is a true piece of art, as I see it. And then you have Touch Video Academy, which was, I have an asset, I have some knowledge, there's a market, there's an opportunity, and I'm going to work out how best to,
0: yeah. to match those two. 100%. And when you talked about that, um, when I saw you present that idea, it clicked instantly with me. So, yes, I definitely agree with you there. And I feel like um, maybe I, I – but I actually think that because since I've had both going at the same time, it's been a bit of a – I don't know. Are we, are we swearing on here? I don't know but there's a word for it clusterfuck (laughs) it's it's a bit of a you know I've always I've always been like that do one thing idea really you know seems like this beautiful idea to me and I would love for my life to be simpler and to be just doing one thing because I know that that would grow quicker but I'm that's not me that's not my personality and I've let go of that idea of oh I've just got to decide on the one thing and that would, that agonized me for years when I, you know, I was like, oh, I've got all these different ideas, but I want to do them all. And now I realize actually, maybe that it is the fact that I've got two going at the same time. I can, if I have to wake up and I haven't got the energy for the, the thing that is driven by the more of the opportunistic side, then I can just sneakily like do a bit of work on, Unlost, lost and it feels good because I'm doing something creative. Um, whereas actually i wake up and i go shit can't pay my rent um i'm like right i have to have to get a bit more into um into a hustle mode and do the thing that is going to is going to allow me some some time like with you know paying my rent through touch video academy and but i think the thing that so it is it i feel like if i can continue to work on how i balance the two because i'm not saying it's easy it, Mm. it constantly feels like i'm cheating on one with the other but below it, all, I feel like there is something in that as a balance. And I, I as I said, I put it in my talk, and I, one of the things that I said was um, if you're building a dream, like build something else on the side as well as just an experiment, even if it's a really small thing. Just so that, because as I say, we've touched video. I've learned so much more about business because I've actually got on with it and done those small steps. And I've not put so much emphasis on it being perfect. I've just, I've just made sure every time I get feedback and I, I judge it myself as well. I review it and go, well, how could I've done that better, differently? You know, it's allowed me to, to build my knowledge of actually running a business uh, so much quicker and better than I ever would have done if I was only working on. The thing that was so was much more close to my you know my my inner passion or purpose Mm.
1: there's something there that um so it's around emotional attachment and it feels when you've got an idea that you're not necessarily as emotionally attached to you're you're more happy to play with it and compromise in the comments but without that passion though you know, there's there's something that, that that also is a sustaining factor to have a passion for for that work. And so, there, I think people can sometimes get caught up with the uh, the very mechanical way of doing business, and it's all about strategy and and uh, number crunching. But in the end, if you don't believe in it, it's it's not. It won't. It won't have the uniqueness that I think that you're trying to create with Unlost.
0: No, and I, but I think I've, I think I've managed to. Luckily, I think the reason why I've continued, I'm, I'm very much a, sorry, I'm very much a person that, uh, if I don't want to do it, my attention is, I find it really hard. I really struggled at school. I struggled, I struggled academically. I, I went through so many jobs because if I didn't enjoy it, at, if I didn't enjoy, have any enjoyment, I just couldn't stick out, stick at it. I've got ADD, so I'm just like. That's not for me. I'm off. Like in my head, I'm gone. Um, But the reason why I'm able to, I think, stick to Touch Video Academy is because what I realized quite quickly is that actually it's not about skill necessarily or technical knowledge with a lot of this stuff. It's actually about the confidence again. It's about the confidence of just trying and not worrying about if it looks crap or not because it will look crap for the first 10 attempts. But, but if you give it 10 attempts, then it will look good. And then if you do a few more attempts, it will look better. So what I try to do in my workshops and focus on it, yeah, I give the technical knowledge, but it's more about getting people to un- understand that it's, it's confidence. Um, and when I see someone at the beginning of a workshop being like oh you know really being down on themselves oh this is rubbish i can't do this or i can't do that and then by the end of the workshop they're showing their video that they've made in front of people and you can tell a bit of them is like pretty chuffed with it um and it's totally turned their thinking around it's given them confidence and it it's um that is like fulfilling for me in terms of I'm again going back to that i'm giving to 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 someone um so i've managed to find in my you know my hustle side in my entrepreneur in my i don't know what to call it what do you what did you call it the artist versus the entrepreneur so in my entrepreneur side of touch video i've still managed to find something that can give me that energy because if i'm going to do a workshop then i know that i'm going to install some confidence And if i focus on that then and i think a lot of people can find that and a lot a lot of people who um who's struggling you know some people do the same job have the same personality as uh another person doing the same job but they're happy about it because they find the happiness in it they find the satisfaction some way that resonates with them Mm -hmm. um and i think it's about searching for that rather than like uh, because if i if i didn't have that part of it then i think i would have i think i would have stopped it it would have just been too it would have just been too uh, you know, me looking for money rather than actually looking for fulfillment, you know?
1: Yeah, no, so the the, it, the curious thing I heard you say there was what gave you uh, satisfaction was the way it built up confidence in people, the, teaching them about video and taking them from a journey of thinking they couldn't do it to suddenly they can. And yeah. then how that also parallels with where unlost is coming from and where unknown epic came from the idea that these these experiences that you gave created confidence in them so there's an underlying strong value for you about confidence and creating confidence
0: definitely yeah um i mean i i was uh, for for a long time I've, I've been a very confident person um due, due to being very lucky to have you know three older brothers and a mum and dad who were, we're all quite we're all extroverts and quite confident for some for some reason i guess well, it works obviously from my mum and dad but um i i think that i really recognize especially with working with lots of people through all these i've taught hundreds of people now through touch video academy and i've taken near on 100 probably actually i've probably taken well over hundreds of people on experience yeah of course i have (laughs) taken thinking back to it i've taken lots of people through experiences and what i notice is the biggest thing that it's not that holds people back or the biggest attribute that it's not about what you're capable of it's about your confidence in giving stuff a, a try and people just don't have the confidence in trying people really fear um fear failure when failure is really good like in in most in most senses on the, on the smaller levels failure is is good to repeat failure like that's a good process and um i just notice it all the time that people think if they can't do it right first time then there's no point trying and then they're not very good and it's like that is really really dangerous because that is you know i you know, we could go deep and talk about school system and how it, all of that stuff. And like, it could, it ingrains that stuff into you, but it's really good to give stuff a go and be rubbish at it. But have, but not care that you're being rubbish at it. It's like, well, I'm just trying it. So if I try it again, I'm probably going to be a little bit better or I'm going to realize that actually I've tried it and I don't actually enjoy it. Even if I was good at it, I wouldn't enjoy it. So there's no point carrying on. I'll try something else.
1: It does remind me of what you started off with. Um, and, again, one of the reasons for Unlost and Unknown Epic is I, I got the sense of the idea of play. You talked about childlike wonder, but is that, that time in our lives when, when we were happy to, to just give things a go and we weren't scared about whether we learned something or we did it well. It was purely about the experience. And I feel that's what you want to infuse
0: in whatever work you do. Definitely. Um. As you know, Carlos, I'm quite mischievous. <laughs> um. And I I like to take the piss and have a laugh uh, as much as possible. But um. Yeah. It's about. You know when you are. I, I see it now. I've got a little boy, Dexter, and he's one now. And I see that sort of. He hasn't developed like. I can't. I haven't seen the pride like that sense of pride in him too much yet. Of like. You know getting disappointed by not being able to do something or, or, or whatever I've seen him get frustrated but not you know that innocence of just attempting stuff of like well even if I even if it is him trying to throw himself off the back of the sofa head first he's like no fear um, but you know it, it's it's like when you're when you're a kid things resonate with you for certain for reasons that you can't explain like you're not self-reflective enough to go, oh, I'm really enjoying this film because I like the undertones of, you know, you're you're just you just like it. And there's certain things I remember from my childhood of like, of enjoying um, certain elements of stuff. It might have just been a scene from a film or uh, certain words or you know, certain toys. People pick out when you're a little kid, you pick out one um, one cuddly toy over the rest, and you love that cuddly toy. Like, why? What is why is it that that happens why do we prefer certain things and i think you know nature nurture thing the cert I, I believe that everybody has got a certain amount of nature that just makes them more in, into stuff over another thing right but when we get to adulthood we're all trying to explore so much and there's so many distractions and there's so many influences of what's cool what's socially accepted you know all of this stuff that we just kind of forget who we are at our core i think quite easily and um i i love going back to childhood because it helps you remember what it is you just like without being bothered whether someone's gonna think anything of you if you like it or not you know some people were very lucky to be like zero fucks given and just crack on (laughs) and if you if you think about those people they're the people who who really make moves people who don't give a shit when what the things that I've noticed about other successful businessmen or artists or whatever it's they don't care what people think they're going to crack on with what they think is right or what they enjoy no matter what and that is a very common trait in amongst people who are successful so Mm -hmm. to help people relate get back to that is like what was it that you were inspired by as a kid that you didn't you don't necessarily realize why it was was there a film in it it was seen in a film or a book or a toy or something um that you really just loved and you just dreamed of doing or, or a fantasy that you had and let's talk about that and let's try and do that now and not have the um the fear of being judged for it like we're going to go and do the world's longest toboggan run you know like it's not particularly cool to go sit on a toboggan you look like a kid and you you know you're not snowboarding you're not skiing you're you're sitting on a, a toboggan whooping and and giggling like a child but it's like you know it's going to be so fucking cool it's going to be so awesome because uh, it's just pure fun and it's it's about that you know taking those moments of of childhood and bringing them back and remembering like what really what really floats your boat naturally rather than what you're influenced by because, you know, coolness or your surroundings say that you should be influenced by.
1: So you've, um, you you touched on there where you talk about this kind of finding what's at the core, it sounds like what's really authentic. And you mentioned a couple of times about self-knowledge, self-discovery. Is this something that you've always been curious about or is this something that you've, you've, i found an interest in because of your journey and, and and this kind of quite roller coaster journey of of being a creative entrepreneur
0: um it's definitely more recent it's 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 more like i've noticed it um because of what i've just naturally wanted to do and what i've done like i, I didn't start you know i'm not going to lie i didn't start unknown epic because i thought i want to give people this Confidence, and I want to do these profound things. It started by going, "Oh, well, I really love doing adventure, so I just want to go on more adventures. That'd be cool to make my job." Um, but then certain moments and certain things have just clicked, where I've realised, "Holy shit, this is way more powerful than just enjoying going on trips or going camping." Um, there's been, there was a one guy who. He was like the only guy who just found us online and had no zero connection, but booked onto a trip. Everybody else was like friends of friends and, and word of mouth. And he, um, he'd previously had a brain tumour operation and he'd, he'd, he'd laid there and he thought to himself, what have I done? I've just got good at FIFA. And if I, you know, FIFA on PlayStation, and it, it, you know, if I get through this, I want to do something different and, you know, expand my horizons. So he got through it and he found us online And he met us at the airport with a carrier bag with his spare pants in. And we gave him a backpack and said, make sure you tell him you pack that yourself, mate. Um, You know, he put total trust in us. And he'd never been camping before, but three days, never even been in a tent, but three days later, he'd hiked through the wilderness and climbed a 3,000-meter mountain. And the elation that he had and the the power that he felt at the top of that mountain in himself, you know, he looked at us and said, thank you i never thought i would ever do anything or dreamed of doing anything like this and that gave him so much confidence um that you know he went on to do uh, he went on to to quit his job and do 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 really be a freelancer and do more stuff that he um that he enjoyed and so i realized in those moments that like wow, that was really like, that went deeper than just enjoying myself. That was like, I'm giving something now, like this is what I've got to give. Um, and so uh, previously in my, in my life, I hadn't really thought that deeply about it. I'd just done loads of stuff that I loved doing, like loads of festivals. And anytime there was anything to experience, I just tried to experience it, traveled loads of places um and i didn't realize that all of that was just giving me an education uh that i could use later on and just recently just actually is again through doing touch video of like noticing that actually it's that confidence thing giving people that confidence that is really you know is really satisfying um so yeah so I, i i guess it's a recent thing um but it's just come about through through noticing you know what I've been doing and what's been giving me, giving me a buzz really.
1: Mm. Uh, so what I hear there's like this real, there's some things that we, there's some things that have been there and that you just followed your nose and it's been quite instinctive. But lately there's much more of an awareness and a clarity of why you do what you do. And that feels like it becomes more of a focus in terms of giving you an idea of what you do next.
0: Definitely. It, it, it helps me justify the the, the the smaller stuff again, like with when we first started um, Unknown Epic, we started taking people on walks, local walks from Brighton, workshops we called them creatively (laughs) Um, and it was about you know just getting people outdoors and discussing problems or whatever and then after a while just really lost energy for it because it was like oh we don't want to be known as the walks people we want to be the adventure people right we want to go on these big big adventures and do these things and um and it was very from from like a personal point of view but now um i recognized actually you know for some people we might stop and do a little bit of mindfulness on a walk and they turn around and say, oh, do you know what? I haven't done that for so long. And you can see the effect of even just taking one minute to focus on, you know, a moving tree. Like it sounds really woo woo, but it, it people don't just stop and do nothing. For a minute and giving them permission to do that can actually be really impactful really quickly and so instead of looking at the walks and thinking oh i'm just walking on the downs this isn't the big adventures i dream of that's fine because i've still got the big vision of doing those adventures but these are just little stepping stones they're just the little small things that i can do now that still contribute to that thing and feel like i'm giving something to people and actually it from a personal point of view as well it comes from a place of frustration over years of being that annoying friend that was always trying to get people to do things differently um you know we'd go to a festival and we'd all meet in a group and i'd be like no we're not standing here everyone's like yeah but we're chilled here we got our drinks you know we can see the stage and i'm like no 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 we're going to go push through the crowd and get to that point because it's going to be way better and be really annoying but those who went with me always had a better time (laughs) and you know it's those things like we're not going to watch sunset from here we're going to go spend another 10 minutes just getting to the very top or moving ourselves so that we haven't got a fence post in our field of view I know it's really small details but like I was always that annoying person that was kind of seemed seemingly like uh not content but actually I was just trying to um i'm just trying to give people the best experience possible and that was always like a negative and then as soon as i've applied that to what i do like it's now my business to give people the best experience possible it's all a positive so it's kind of like even more it's got an even more uh it's got even more strength of being satisfied
1: i love that i love that there's a story there of just bringing things much more into alignment not necessarily by changing what you do but just changing how you perceive it and where where the meaning is for it.
0: Yeah. And I think for for people who are like, you know, there's a lot of so much, you know, uh, of people trying to find their purpose or their, um, their passion or whatever it is that gives them that meaning or that drives them along. And I think like my tip for that would be just look at what you do anyway and maybe try and look at it through a different <laughs> lens. Like... You know, like my wife, for example, what she does anyway is she has a lot of time for people and she has a lot of like compassion, natural empathy and compassion for people and feel, you know, um, and she doesn't feel the need to, to start a business and, and go and be an entrepreneur because what she does in her work is works with people and that, you know, that gives her satisfaction of working with people and making people's day a bit brighter And uh, I think people will try and look a bit too deeply sometimes of like, where's my passion? Where's my purpose? It's like, what would you do for free if someone asked you, what would you jump at the chance to do for free? Like if someone came to me and said, Mm. can you help make my party a bit better? Or can you come and help me make my, can you give me some suggestions of what I should do on my holiday to make it a bit better? I would go, I'd be like, yes, wicked. I'm going to tell you this. You should do this. Go find the sunset at this time and make sure you're facing you know west and all you know all that kind of stuff that i would happily contribute to and 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 skive my normal work for to give them that advice or to give them that help you know what would what would you do that anyway um normally and then just look at that through as many different lenses as you can and you know and then that might might make it a bit clearer for you of what your actual purpose is like
1: that's great and um by the way, um, I've got a couple of birthdays coming up for my kids, so if you have any hints and tips, or if you want to come down and make that experience also, even better, I also, I also,
0: my other yeah. business is I'm also a clown at kids' parties. I do, I do magic tricks. I, I dress up as, um, Stephen King's character. Uh, no, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> wow, no, that's that that has been amazing. And what I've got out of this, and I, I hope anyone who's listened to this, is this idea of kind of tapping into what's already there and it feels like it's been a journey of what a just doing stuff and and then becoming more aware of it but also the way i, I understand your journey's been it's it's been very much about feeling your way through
0: yeah it's um definitely and i've uh you know as we, we touched on earlier i've definitely gone through like everybody will go through ups and downs um and I guess it's just, yeah, just noticing stuff and being, a bit, bit trying to be, you know, when you have the ups and downs and things happen, trying to be reflective, self, you know, take, I can't find the right phrase, but be reflective, reflective about it. Yeah, sort of notice um, why things have happened that way and what you felt about it and use that sort of reflection to guide the next part.
1: Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Kim. That has been a lovely conversation. thanks for listening to this happy startup school podcast we're on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs and individuals find more alignment between what they believe and the work they do because for us happiness is when what you think say and do are all aligned happiness isn't just a passive feeling but an active way of living which isn't always easy but when it's done right can feel effortless We're on a mission to help you find happiness by providing tools, courses and community that inspires you to follow the journey of building a happy startup. This will require finding out more about yourself as well as learning about how to build a purposeful business. If you're excited by this, then please rate and subscribe to this podcast. You can do that on any of your preferred podcasting platforms. Please visit our website and sign up to our newsletter. The website is thehappystartupschool.com. And also read articles from our blog and you can find them at ahappy.link forward slash read. One final thing is that on the 26th of October, um, we'll be running an event called Lightbulb to Launch. So if what we believe and what we're trying to do for startups resonates with you, if you have an idea that you're trying to get off the ground and you're kind of getting lost in the overwhelm and going around in circles, then this one-day event at General Assembly in London is just for you. Go to ahappy.link forward slash lightbulb to launch and apply to be one of the 150 entrepreneurs that will be guiding through this journey of building and launching a happy startup.